It's episode 1016, and it's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? We have a great show in store for you, but I just want to make sure you guys are good. Daylight savings time just happened. Have you guys adjusted? Why does this exist? You guys look a little groggy, look a little sleepy. Yeah, it's very depressing. It's extremely depressed. And I thought they ended it. That's the thing. Like, no, I there was there a was potential a legislation and it didn't get it didn't go to a vote. I thought Donald Trump did it. Well, uh-huh. two like two states don't do it. Indiana and somebody. Arizona doesn't, I don't think. Good for them. Good for yeah. them. They, they were talking in, in church on Sunday morning, like, hey, don't forget, well, the Sunday before daylight savings. They were talking, hey, everyone, don't forget about the, the clock thing. Who has a clock anymore? Our phones <laughs> just change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. First off, who's using like a traditional alarm clock? Like, yeah, do like we in know? the old hotels from the 90s? Yeah, or right. something? yeah, you know. yeah exactly. Is, is this announcement even necessary anymore? Like, I we all have so. iPhones that are wired to some clock on a satellite somewhere <laughs> the other thing too is i could have sworn they ended this i could have sworn when there was like a it, it makes me think that like you know reality has splintered because i have a distinct memory of thinking like oh this is it was finally it was like bipartisan yeah no, no, it was proposed but did not pass i remember that or it didn't even get to a vote like they decided to table it but they was it was talked about look, look we're you know we're, we're right here during like midterm election season if there's just one candidate who's like i'm a single it's like the rent is, is too high guy. Remember him from a couple of years ago? All he had was yeah. one platform. He didn't care about any other issues. Yeah. If someone would just take up the issues that, that, that people care about. We got to figure something out with the paper straw situation. Okay. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to see turtles with plastic straws up their nose just as much as the, but, but the paper straws ain't working. Okay. That is oh, ten, Tennessee has abandoned those. Yeah. They, I mean, they uh, abandoned those after the first month. I mean, you, you know, there's no more, there's no greater virtue signal than someone trying to slurp down like an iced coffee in a rapidly deteriorating piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> we, we, they just don't work. They make that an issue to figure out the straw situation and in this daylight saving times madness. And that is their only two issues. They're just like, look, I'm just going to punt on everything else, but these two things I will figure out. I just looked it up. Why does it exist? And it's because... They're trying to maximize sunlight in this in the northern hemisphere. So, in the fall, you will have an hour. Uh, they will basically move an hour of sunlight from your morning to after work. We don't live in an agrarian society, yeah. but it's not about farmers. It's actually about the economy that people are more likely to be out and spending money during the daylight. So they want to extend the buying hours, mm, push it back, okay. and it's not an agrarian thing. That's the rumor, but it's actually a 20th century economy thing. It makes but. sense, but we all get our packages on Amazon. Yeah, so. We don't need it. Who cares? And it's yeah. like, you're not changing how many hours of daylight we have. You know I mean? It's just the same. I mean, but won't it feel like in the fall that like we'll go to work in the dark and like 
it's dark almost when we get home. I mean, it's like during winter, even here in Florida. Yeah. I'm driving home at 4.30 and it's dark. Or yeah, I hate that. I kind of dig it. You like it? I'm a night mm-hmm. owl. So I like, I like, I, during the summer here, it's like night, it's like daytime until 9, 9.30. I'm like, I, I don't, don't want to be swimming at nine. I want to be... <laughs> Anyway, all right, we're moving this along. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, David Crowder joins us. I wonder what he thinks about daylight savings time. He hates it. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Ask him about that in paper straws. And just because everyone has an opinion. He definitely hates paper straws. I think we know where he comes down on paper straws. Yeah, come on. I think everyone hates paper straws. Everyone hates them. They're everywhere. Except for the dolphins. Not in Tennessee. Sea turtles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sea turtle nostrils. You know, the only place growing up as a kid, the only place I ever experienced paper straws was SeaWorld. Because stupid tourists would throw their straws into the whale tanks and stuff and it was really bad. So like they went paper straws like in the 80s, you know, but it was always like soggy, terrible. Everybody hated the SeaWorld straws. And now that's the common thing. Yeah. Now you go to Payway and, you know. Yeah, you better you might as well just not even have a lid. Just just roll up a napkin, stick it in your drink. That's and then what you're you get the Starbucks with like the sippy cup lid. No one's asking yep. for that either. Okay, there <laughs> has to be middle ground here. We have gone. We've lost our. We've lost our minds. We have lost our minds. We, the most basic technology, efficiently slurping liquid. We, we've we've abandoned. Okay, we got to figure something out here, Elon. Don't worry about Twitter, okay? <laughs> we, got a, we got a straw catastrophe happening in this country right now. Yo, this is what we deserve. We deserve for whoever the president is for that to be the the, the main thing oh, that the, the two presidential candidates are debating. That's what we deserve as, yeah, as a country. Yeah, they can solve that problem. I trust them with bigger problems. Hold on, hold on. Do you think, hold on. There's no regulation about this. This is free will, free market businesses choosing to do this to us there's no government regulation so i don't want it in a presidential debate because i don't want the government coming into my straws did new york did new york do something where it was like what i think locally yeah yeah. there are there are cities that have done it it probably is state by state thing right it is a new york city thing i would guess probably san francisco yeah this is at the level this is a situation set the level of a constitutional amendment it it, we need to figure this out so weed so weed and paper straws are the two. We need to not have a state by state situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we okay. can figure those out. I, I have, I have hope. I have hope for for all and of sports our sports America. Sports betting <laughs> yeah. too. That's a state by state thing. So most, sp- mo- yeah, so, most. So of this, basically, yeah. you're a nationalist. You want to take away all states' rights away, and you want to make it ooh, on fundamental uniform. on fundamental issues. Like you got you, you got. Because I thought you were a libertarian, saying, "Don't tell me what to put in my drink." Ah, uh, here ooh. we go. Look, Here we go. There are certain Ooh. inalienable rights that must be protected. <laughs> Beach, religion, hey, freedom Cameron, of the press. Everybody has a price, man. Everybody uh, has a price to jump sim- ship. Jesse said I'm sensible, out. Sensible straw design. <laughs> yeah. These are Make the me things. a socialist. Long as we can get rid of the paper straws, I, I will be a socialist. I'm with it. These, are, these are inalienable rights endowed by our creator. Sensible straw design is now among them. I think this is I think, like I said, if they I can like solve it's a that health issue. crisis, it hurts your mouth. It's a health crisis. No one wants that. It's like it's so, like it's like you ever eaten a Reese's cup and forget to take that second wrapper off. It's happened. Part around yes. it. Jamie, have you done it? Or, or no, take I it. haven't. But it makes me uh, laugh I to think haven't. about how much candy it. are you consuming <laughs> that you're just shoveling it in and not even fully yeah. unwrapping it. 
All right. How about this? Has anyone taken a bite of the muffin and forgot to take the, or, or a cupcake and forgot to take the paper? No. Okay, Matt, I no. can give you, if it's a really big muffin, you sometimes no. can't even see it. You think there's no paper no, on it. No, exactly. that's not true, Jamie. That's not true. That's not true. That's, that's a lie. It's not true. That's not true. Hey, slow down. It slow happens eating. to people. It happens to people and it happens every day. Or maybe that's this just it. it. You take the wrapper off, but you miss a part. And exactly. I can see that. I can see that. Like, like now and laters, like now and laters, you know, the rapper would yeah, get yeah, stuck. I can see onto that. It. Yeah. I can see that. Not on a, not a muffin or a Reese's cup though. <laughs> All right. How about this? How about this? Let's find some middle ground here. You had, you had a pack of Starburst in your pocket for a while and the body heat kind of melted the, the sugar into the wrapper uh-huh. and you're, you're uh-huh. picking and you're just like, you know, I'm just going to eat a couple of pieces of paper on this one. <laughs> like there's no, I'm not getting it all. That is, that is drinking out of a paper straw or the, or the hubba, mm. hubba, bubba bubble gum that I left in the console, the armrest in the car oh, and it for three years and the, the pa- <laughs> paper got baked onto that thing. You're eating around the paper though. I'm not just going to pop the paper in the mouth. I'm just, I'm going to pick the gum out as best I Some can. Some people are going for it. I don't it, have but, all day. Yeah. I don't have all day. I don't have all day. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I am either going to abandon the gum or 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 the starburst with the melted paper or not. That's the situation. Understand. You need to talk to Starbucks. So you need to talk to not your your government. That's leaders. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to go, go to the corporate level. You got to go. go. I'm just saying it, we don't. We don't sell leaded paint anymore. We gotta like fight. Big, we gotta fight big paper, man. You gotta go. You gotta take the fight to them to fight big paper, Jesse. We don't sell leaded paint because the leaded paint is bad for the environment. So environmental regulations did it. You're saying you do away with the paper and go back to the bad for the environment no, straws. No, Nobody's going to regulate say, that I'm direction. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm not saying go back to plastic. I'm saying find a solution because find a middle ground. What the paper oh. straws do is it turns a firm people, biodegradable straw is what you listen. Want. Because what yes. all paper straws do is turn people against the environment. <laughs> they get mad. <laughs> they get mad at the earth. They're going to extra litter just exactly. to balance out that dumb straw they had to take. What? Yeah. A, so there's the paper straws. Then there's the white straws with the red line on them. And right. I went to a place and they had a brown straw. Brown that, straw with speckles. With speckles right? on it. So what is Dude, that? Is that better? Straw. Well, I'm saying, is that is that better for the environment or not? Like it I is need biodegradable. To know. It's biodegradable. I, I feel I like it's, it's better, but I don't know. It could it could be like you know how they say organic in the store, and it's not really organic. So no, it's it's uh it's I think it's too expensive because they have uh, bamboo. They have bamboo too, or they got metal straws. But you, you know, just those gotta are, buy those them and put them in your purse. And they're very dangerous, you know, if you slip and fall while drinking a metal straw. Okay. <laughs> the brown straws are compostable, so they they are biodegradable. They're okay. made from cornstarch-based plastic, like our PLA straws, to provide consumers with a comparable and, and eco-friendly replacement for traditional plastic straws. Wait a minute. I just thought about something. Do y'all remember? It might have been, it was maybe a year ago, we had a show where the person was making water and you just put the whole water ball in your mouth and it like, it just, I remember that dissolves. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, Why do. don't they make straws out of that? They gelatinize water. I remember yeah. that. Why don't we just, well, that might not work for the straws. I don't know. I don't want to go to Starbucks <laughs> and get a glob of beverage and just have to plop the blob in my no. mouth. I mean, listen, we're saving the environment. <laughs> I'm laughing at how long we've been talking about straws. <laughs> Put your pumpkin spice latte. Imagine just taking a big glob of a pumpkin spice latte. You Wouldn't you love some debate moderator just to go rogue and every question is about this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to pivot to the economy. 
economy. <laughs> that feels Tell like me a about how much it costs skin. to develop this yeah. new, str- <laughs> the new straw technology. <laughs> Mr. Senator, the floor is yours. You have 30 seconds. Rebuttals? What about curly straws? Have we thought about that? <laughs> what about- ever happened to curly straws? That was a highlight as a kid. What, what about those What about those slurpy straws with the little spoon at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> They're a little wider. Have you ever had a slurpy and you got the wrong straw? You got a normal thin straw? I hate like, it. It ruins the whole experience. Yeah. Yes. All right. right. Moving the show along. (laughs) Stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. Listening to Small Pools and Yacht Club, the song is Motion. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, like I said, I feel like we've covered the important stuff today. Um, but uh, this, is a, this is a study. <laughs> Straws and daylight savings time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, pointing out that someone needs to solve those problems. Um, but this is a study that, uh, you know, Honestly, it just confirms, I think, what a lot of our listeners already know. Um, but it talked to 10,000 people between the ages of 13 and 25. So young, young people. Um, and it found a correlation between their commitment to faith and overall mental health, particularly during the pandemic. Um, 53% uh, of the correspondents said that if they had to rank all of their challenges in life, mental health would be number one. Um, but uh, out of those, uh, people who said that they uh, are connected to a religious community said that they are flourishing more than people who said they were outside of a religious community. But even if they aren't a part of a uh, active like, you know, church or some sort of uh, religious, uh, you know, Bible study or something, um, even if they've incorporated religious or spiritual disciplines into their daily life see a significant bump in mental health, especially since the pandemic. But it's not just isolated to things like prayer, but also like yoga or meditation, any of these like religious spiritual practices. Uh, you know, people saw a pretty significant bump in how they kind of self-reported the state of their of their mental health, which I feel like this is a somewhat obvious study, but it also confirms, I think, just the importance of you know, taking those practices seriously. I think it has a lot. It's even like the slice I'm going to talk about next. These kind of go really good together. Just about like, Mm. even since the, the pandemic, how we've all felt these like new forms, feelings of loneliness that maybe people hadn't experienced before and how people are dealing with that and seeing that when they are remembering to incorporate things that maybe they hadn't before, or maybe they had let go that actually does help them. And then there's the, there's the opposite that I'm going to talk about is how it can go poorly as well. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious on that side of it because I feel like some of this is self-evident, right? Like one 
I think, you know, sort of the barrier of entry is like making a lifestyle change or, you mm-hmm. know, where you're incorporating some of these disciplines into your day-to-day life or getting involved in a community. Like once you cross that barrier of entry, I feel like it's easy to see the benefits, but it is a somewhat high bar if that's, you know, totally foreign to you. Um, but I do think it's it's cool, especially because this study was primarily concerned with people w- within, you know, Gen Z. Um, that, you know, not only are their self-reported, um, issues with mental health seems extremely high, more than half of the people within that demographic said that mental health was their primary problem in life. That, you know, one of the anecdotes is, you know, pretty timeless, which is the embrace of some spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. Very cool. What do you have, Jamie? Well, mine's also about, was yours about Gen Z? Is that, that's what you said, right? Yep. Yeah, mine too. And so this is a a new report that just came out that shows that uh, since 2021, young adults, particularly Gen Z they're talking about, have been turning to drugs at alarming levels. So this is why it's like the opposite of what you're just talking about, Jesse. And it was conducted by a UK youth charity group. And it found that there's been a 50% increase in drug use among people ages 16 to 25 and a 75% increase in using drugs as a form of escapism. So they're learning they're yearning for something and so they're they're heading to drugs interestingly young people's use of alcohol has decreased within the last year which i find that so intriguing and when i thought about it during covid and stuff i thought oh well they're not hanging out with people so they're doing less drinking um but it said the study showed that in 2021 74 percent of young people reported drinking alcohol and this year 2022 that number has fallen to 51 percent but the study is saying that this is probably because they're turning away from alcohol to focus on drugs. Drugs. Dang, that's rough. It's like the high, the the numbing. It's not social drinking. It was drinking to numb. Uh, Obviously with Jesse's mental health stuff, you got to quiet your brain. Alcohol is accessible. They do that. And now that I was reading that study and they're, they're wondering if with so many states legalizing weed and different things, making it far more accessible that now they're just shifting over because they can more quickly numb with fewer health side effects, you know, weight gain, things like that. And it's quicker and easier to numb their self with drugs than it was alcohol now, or it's a more significant numbing or something. Yeah. It's interesting. So it's not like, Hey, yay, they're moving away from alcohol. Oh no, they're just moving to drugs. They're moving towards drugs. Yeah. 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 All right, what do you have, Derek? Uh, mine is a little less heavy. Good, Go for it. Um, that's good. So, so praise the Lord for that. But my homegirl Tay Tay, which I'm gonna keep it real. Tay, for those of you that don't know, I have a pet name for Taylor. I call it Tay Tay. So if I ever see her, I'm probably gonna call her Tay Tay in real life on accident and get in she trouble. Would love it, I bet. But she probably would love it for real, for real. But my homegirl Tay Tay has been breaking crazy records with this crazy. new record. First of all. It's been five years since someone has sold a million copies of a record. In the first week. In the first week. Wow. Taylor Swift has done it in three days. And you know who was the last person to do it? Taylor Swift. Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. So here's the thing. If anybody wants to know who runs music, it's Taylor Swift. Yes. But did you see the Billboard 100 the week after the release? It's all Taylor Swift. A hundred percent. The first time in history that songs one through 10 were one artist was this week. It's all Taylor Swift. If anybody wants to know who runs music, it is no doubt, no question. It's Taylor Swift. And she announced a stadium tour and the stadium sold out immediately. Not an arena tour, football stadium, 70,000 people. 
completely sold out. And here's what I respect about Taylor with that situation. She actually announced the ticket prices and kept them fair for people to be able to do it. Cause you know, Ticketmaster and all them mm-hmm. add all these different numbers. She's like, nah, this is what we're doing. This is the price. You know, and so I respect that about that. But another thing that's interesting, extremely interesting, she sold half a million physical copies of the project. Yeah, that Vinyl. is crazy. Like that's that's insane. That that's mm-hmm. a level of consumption that well, it's a half a million vinyls. Which is, it's crazy. Like, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, one CD. That didn't include CDs. That That's was vinyls, vinyls only. Oh, wow. Half a million vinyls. Wow. She she is a she is a baller. Like, when it comes to this, whatever she's done to be able to create the level of love for her fan base, or her fan base loves her in, in an amazing way, and it's dope. So, shout out to Tay-Tay. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? If you need a, if you need an intern, holler at your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'll pull up. Hey, look, what you need? Coffee? You, what you need, Tay-Tay? I'm here. Holler at your boy. I'm, a, I'm around. Show me your ways. <laughs> hey, I'm not a pop music fan, but this was a good album. It really is a good album. Yeah. And yeah. She works with yeah. the right people. She's a great songwriter. She kind of shifts from genre to genre based on... Yeah. Where she at? She's at in life. It rings authentic when she does it. When she went country, it rang rang authentic. When she went pop, when she went, you know, wilderness, like indie, yeah, yeah, indie indie rock, you know, kind of yeah. with yeah. like Bon Iver and and you know the yeah. National last time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she seems, you know, I mean, everybody's gonna say whatever, but she seems to be a pretty decent human being. Uh, you don't really see a lot of like insane stuff. I mean, yeah, every now and again you hear like the little breakup stories and but anytime there's a breakup, there's gonna be two sides to the story. But for the most part, you haven't really heard a lot of craziness. She's just a person that a lot of people want to root for. So it's good to it's good stories like this, especially for the music business, because the music business has been trying to figure it out. She's figured it out. I don't, you know, whatever she's doing, everybody just follow the model of Tay Tay. Yeah. By the way, Mr. Haven't released an album since 2018. When is a new Derek Minor project coming? Yeah, what you got, man? Oh, uh, well, I have a single coming out this month. Uh, okay. So a single that's, that's leading up to an LP? Yeah, we're working on it. So I got a project that I'm in that's in the works, uh, but I got a single coming out this month. I think it's November 18th. All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Dave Crowder joins us. to KB and Brandon Lake. The song is Graves. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. 
Well, our guest today is David Crowder. You know him. He's one of our favorite Christian artists. Been around for years, and he's just dropped a brand new album right in time for the holidays. Here's our conversation with David Crowder. Well, I am so excited to meet with you um, and to talk about your Christmas album. Before we get started, I need to know, are you a put the Christmas tree up as soon as you can person or do you wait till Thanksgiving? Uh, it's awkward to be talking about this. Uh, we're after we're a post Thanksgiving family. Yes, okay. I grew up that way. Uh, it's this is hard. It's hard for me to talk about. <laughs> if, See, if the this if is album funny. so fun, <laughs> I would I would have just like boycotted this whole you know roll out the album early. I, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we don't start you don't start holiday songs till the holidays. There, you know, we got to get through pumpkin spice before you get to like the wassail. You know, uh-huh, one uh-huh. beverage at a time. Let's keep them separated. Yeah. See, that's funny because so. I was when I saw when this album was coming out, I was like, he has his Christmas tree up already. So this is breaking news to me <laughs> well but i'm gonna tell you we did have christmas tree this is why the christmas album happened we we had christmas at our house happen early this year because this is the most bizarre story you got a knock at the door and it, there's like these these people and they're like hey we're with marvel studios and we're gonna do a yeah you know the marvel cinema yeah you know, i think i've heard of them <laughs> yeah um they make the superhero films yeah yeah um so they're like, we're with Marvel and we are going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And they told us the plot of it. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that may be the funniest joke ever <laughs> in cinema. They said the the plot deal is that um, the Guardians want to give a gift to Star-Lord to cheer him up. And they think the best thing they can give to him is the person, Kevin Bacon. And so they're going to go kidnap Kevin Bacon from Earth who they would like for Kevin Bacon's house to be our house. So they want to break in our house and steal Kevin Bacon. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Rewind all of that. Yeah. That's magnificent. And yes, absolutely. So <laughs> there are things, we're like, are things going to blow up? Cause you know, you're Marvel, you blow things up. Please. Are you going to blow up our Good house? Question. Please say yes. <laughs> and we were like, we were up for it. We were like, whatever Kevin Bacon needs, he's yeah. given us enough. We're, you know, and then we win the game forever too. You know, I'm like, Exactly. So does this mean we get to win the game? Like we're zero degrees away? They're like, yes, you would win the game and 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 you would. But so here's what happened when Marvel does Christmas time, because it's set at Christmas time, and they do, they it was Marvel Christmas. I mean, they I think they purchased all of the inflatable Christmas uh blow up things for yards available. Because our whole yard was just like blow up Christmas. And then inside there were there were you know obviously decorations but they're they're what they have um they call them stunt trees like a stunt stunt person no these are stunt trees because you know we have a tree that's going to be in the front foyer of course it's going to get destroyed what else are christmas trees for yeah in movies if you see a tree in a movie you know it's going down and so this tree goes down and they immediately have backup trees they've got backup stunt trees that have been decorated exactly like the tree that went down because you know you've got to have that continuity they got a continuity mm-hmm. editor and so he's like oh no that that ornament's off no they had all these trees we counted we counted 15 to 16 stunt trees and they were storing the stunt trees in our bedroom so when we would go to bed at night in a forest of marvel marvel magic 
and wake up. You know when you get a good sleep and you're like, I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. I don't know what's going on. Okay, it was like that for a more every morning for a month, waking up in a in a marble forest. And I'm like, if ever I was to record a Christmas album, <laughs> this would be the year yeah. to do it. I mean, we've already been given the gift of winning the Kevin Bacon game. I think it's time to give back to the people. And so we... And then two, when am I ever going to have a follow-up to an album titled Milk and Honey? And it obviously just writes itself, Milk and Cookies. That's just too... so clever. So this was the year. Yeah. This was the year I couldn't... And to be in a festive mood, as I said, we wouldn't go. There's no way I could get to the Christmas Mm -hmm. season before Thanksgiving. So that means I would have to write a record in December to release the following year. Nobody wants to do that. That doesn't sound like any fun. You know, you're going to do something and nobody gets to hear it till like, you know, years later. That doesn't sound like a good idea. So I'm like, I I just didn't want to do one. And then all of a sudden we wound up in a magical Marvel wonderland and, and uh, it was meant to be. So this is the year of the Christmas, the crowd of Christmas. Yeah. That's how this happened. Your praise goes I did like just with this album it does feel just so creative and like it goes to so many different um just different pla- you know when I hear like typically when you hear like a you know Christian artist is putting out a Christmas album I have a general idea of what it's going to sound like and this did not sound like that in a beautiful way um <laughs> and so um that part yeah uh so like how did you decide like you know what songs you wanted to do and how you wanted to like piece this together most of the uh flow of it came from what what original content we were coming up with i i, I kind of had the the funny ones were sitting out there I, the line she's so sick of the beard from the ballad of mrs c i've had for years and i'm like i if i ever get back around to doing some christmas stuff this may be my favorite song that I'll have mm-hmm. ever written. <laughs> just, it's an analog for, you know, well, I can identify with parts of Santa. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, well, I mean, the guy doesn't even work. You know I mean? What's his deal? <laughs> he got like one day a year. He's out. And, and you know, I've, I've had my wife say to me, you know, you you have a very cute hobby. You, know, you play music, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't call this a job. Um, so I, 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 I I was really hoping that it would turn out uh, in a in a fun way, uh, and that my wife was still in approval of, and she thinks it's hilarious. So that's what we were going for. Is you know, she's so sick of the beard. <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's just too good. Um, so we had that one in the elf song, which is a workers' rights as a workers' rights song. Mm-hmm. You know, the elves they're kind of in a similar boat. You know, like mm-hmm. they're doing all the work. You know, all the heavy lifting. And 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 I, and I don't think they have the clothing. There's not the right clothing. You know, OSHA would they have don't. a fit. Yeah, those <laughs> shoes, they're gonna get caught in something. This is da- this dangerous uh, work environment. And so somebody had to stand up for the little man. So it's my Dylan-esque workers' rights song. Is the Elf song, and I had those kind of sitting there. And um, and and out of out of our originals, is we knew kind of how many holes and gaps we needed to fill. And so I just got to pick some of my favorites one the one the winter wonderland uh the uh uh what's the the white christmas the white christmas mm-hmm. kind of it's like a little appalachian punk rock version of uh white christmas i had um 
probably growing up that was the the ballady version of you know like probably the bing crosby version of where he's whistling um that that was my favorite christmas carol growing up and i in my head when we got towards the end of the record i still kept saying white christmas white christmas i want to do white christmas and by the time we got to the end it there's no way we could go to the ballady thing and so we went hard after that go tell on the mountain version we went hard uh to um in my mind it, it feels like the end of the story time you know i could see credits rolling in it you know it's like we get through the milk and cookies album and then it's just like ah oh, this was a great ride we had a great time <laughs> And that's where White Christmas fell in. But it was fun just picking stuff that I really loved and that suited the mood of where the album was going as a whole. She's so sick of the beard. She's missing her man and that sweet face he has on his head. Hasn't seen it in years. You know, as you were making this while this whole marvel production is going um, on um were you inspired by anything like from watching this movie being made in your house no i wouldn't not directly other than the the meticulousness of that you would have stunt trees it made me it made me appreciate the construction process uh, and the 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 pro i guess the process of creativity that there's a lot of work involved to pull off a thing that, you know, I, I mean, for this thing, it's, you know, going to be like 45 minutes to an hour. And, and our little scene at the house where they come and get, it's not, that's, I don't know. I don't know how many minutes it's going to take up, but not a lot. And the amount of energy and time, the amount of people, um, the work ethic of all the people that were on our site. I mean, there was a, there, there was a gal that was in our home. This is not exaggerating for a month decorating these trees so that every little, you know, bit of tinsel was in the right spot. So that when this guy was, they just put it back in and, and to just think it, you know, they're not going to use half of these stunt trees. They're just going to sit, you know, they, we got it. And then, and the gal has to be like, but I made like seven more, like <laughs> use my, um, I just there so there was a lot of moments like that that felt um felt like an analog very analogous to what uh making music or an album is like you know there's a lot of behind the scene stuff that you know the the album turns out to be you know about half an hour long and and yet it was a going to be a big portion of my life this year was spent with these songs and trying to craft a thing that hopefully will bring a little joy to some folks around this one month out of 12, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, that, that probably would be the biggest inspiring thing I took away from watching them work is, you know, you got to be close to something that's as big as a franchise as Marvel and see that they, they don't play around. And this is, um, it's a lot of work to make something feel magical and special is it's not easy. And that part, uh, I, I think I'll live with for a while. That was David Crowder. Did you catch what he told us? They, they shot that new Guardians of the Galaxy movie at his house? That is insane. Hey, if you want to see more of that, see some pictures, go over to relevantmags.com. We got a little write-up, folks. We got a little scoop. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, it's our game. How did we get here? Yeah. 
listening to Gene. The song is Chemical Emotion. Okay, it's time for... How did we get here? So this is a game that Emily wrote. It's her first one. She's very nervous. So I'm excited some... about this because at least Tyler didn't write the game. So but you know what, I though? love Tyler. She, but... I can, you'll feel Tyler. It's her first game. And she, she tried to, to channel the Tyler Huckabee thing. And I said, no, you know what, Emily? Don't, don't try to channel can, the Tyler thing. We can thing. free you from that moving forward. You can find your own lane. And we, we can do Emily's totally different. games. Yeah, exactly no, right. But don't, anyway. Don't make the Tyler games. <laughs> make, the, make the Emily games. I love you, Tyler, if you're listening. But don't <laughs> do the Tyler games. All right. So this one is about sequels. Because this weekend, the long-awaited Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever, hits theaters. Uh, the beauty or perhaps terror of sequels is that they have a way of taking a beloved story in unexpected directions. How else could Dominic Toretto launch a car into space if he didn't have eight sequels to help get him there? So to celebrate the absurdity of sequels, we're going to play this game called How Did We Get Here? The cast will hear a tagline from a sequel and match it to the original movie. We did a movie game of not long ago that was similar to this. This is specifically sequels only. Okay. So here we go. Jesse, you're up first. Uh, Here's the tagline. I'll give you three choices. You tell me what what movie uh, this is for the sequel of. I'm going to list original movies. You tell me this tagline is for the sequel. Okay. Once upon another time, dot, dot, dot. Was that for a Cinderella story sequel? Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, or Shrek? I really want it to be Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, because I didn't even know that was a movie. But I'm going to go with Shrek. Yeah, Shrek 2. That's right. That's anything any anything that is any movie to Witch Hunters, I'm in. It, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm with you, dumb, bro. It could be Dumb and Dumber 2. Witch Hunters. In, yeah. In. No, no, no. I'm, my go-to is the colon Electric Boogaloo. It's Shrek 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's Hansel and Gretel 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's all I Mine used to be to Revenge of the Lycans. Like every time. Like, I don't know. The Lycans want vengeance. I don't know who they are. I don't know who, who crossed them. Oh. But they're in for All vengeance. Right. Derek, here's yours. Tell me which right. tagline this is to. Okay, the battle continues. Was that for the sequel to Left Behind, Star Wars Episode 4, or Jumanji? So, not Episode 4, but the one after that, or Jumanji 2. So, the battle continues. Left Behind. That definitely sounds like some evangelical stuff. Star Wars Episode 5, the, Star, the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, no, Star no Wars. they didn't do Star Wars like that. <laughs> the battle continues. That's all it is. That doesn't. That's kind of vague. Yeah. It's still yeah, but boring. that sounds Whatever. like some like to me. I feel like that's like warriors for Christ fighting the devil. Like <laughs> left behind you know. too. Electric boogaloo. The battle continues. <laughs> all right, uh, Jamie. Rush hour hits the water. Is that for the sequel to Speed, Rush Hour, or Point Break? Point Break. No, it's for Speed. Speed to cruise control. All right, one round down. Jesse's up. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch that. Here we go. You this... cannot go below forty knots with nothing but ocean open ahead of you. And they're like, "Well, that doesn't sound that urgent." Um, <laughs> we'll just All we'll right. just keep on cruising, I guess. Yeah. Round two. These are worth two points each. Here we go. Jesse, you're up. This time it's personal. Was that for the sequel to Ocean's Eleven, Airbud, or Jaws? I'm pretty certain it's Ocean's Eleven, but I, I really wish it was AirPod. <laughs> it's the sequel to Jaws 2, The Revenge. This time, it's personal. Yep, you didn't get that one. All right, Derek. No man, no law, no war can stop him. 
Is that for the sequel to Rambo, God's Not Dead, or National Treasure? I really want it to be God's Not Dead <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but we going with Rambo. That bug's too macho for it not to be Rambo. Rambo First Blood Part 2. You are correct. All right. Okay. Derek's got two points. Jesse has one. All right, Jamie, here we go. The boys are back in town and they have competition. Is that for the sequel to Men in Black, Dumb and Dumber, or Alvin and the Chipmunks? <laughs> I think it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. That is correct. Uh, it is to Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle. The Squeakle. The Squeakle. The Squeakle. And I've seen it. It's because the Chimpettes came in. Right. Like the Chimpettes. Again, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of movies without context would just do well if, if the, the second in their series was called the Squeakle. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, I wonder what's going on this time around. And the white can spawn revenge. All right, in, in, <laughs> like a haunted, a haunted, like a horror movie. The squeakle. Is that yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, with I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, I'm round three. It. These are worth three points each. Right now, the score is Jesse one, Derek two, Jamie two. So it's still anybody's game. This is the final round. Here we go. Final round. All right. Feel the speed. Feel the rush. Is that for the sequel to Herbie Fully Loaded, Fast and Furious, or Cars? Um. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cars here. No, it's Fast and Furious. That was for Fast and Fast Five. Fast Five. I feel like that was just the slogan for all of them. Right. <laughs> feel the speed, feel the rush, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time. Yeah, literally, is that for the whole series? Why did they pick it just for five? You yeah, know? that's true. Was I not feeling the speed and the rush during the first four or the, the subsequent <laughs> six or whatever? Yeah. All right, uh, Derek, here we go. The man with the hat is back. Is that a tagline for the sequel to The Cat in the Hat? Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter or Raiders of the Lost Ark? The man with the hat is back. <laughs> hey, this is crazy. <laughs> What'd you say that the choices were? The Cat in the Hat, Abraham the Lincoln hat. Vampire Hunter or Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know what? I'm going Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. No, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The man with the hat is back is what they put on the poster. For sure. All Jamie, right. you can <laughs> win it right win. now. Yep. I do have a tiebreaker if you don't get this. All right, here we go. No more secrets. His greatest battle begins. Okay. Is that the sequel to Spider-Man, Casino Royale, or Pinocchio? <laughs> oh, no. Jesse knows it. <laughs> <laughs> no more secrets. His something. His what begins? His greatest battle begins. Spider Man, James Bond, Casino Royale, or Pinocchio. I'm gonna go with um, Spider Man. Yes, Spider Man two. You win the game. Five points. Jamie, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I really wish that Pinocchio had a dark secret. <laughs> It's impressive how I could win, and I've seen probably hardly any of these movies. So there you go. Well, you've seen the posters. You go to movie theaters quite a bit. Yeah, that's all you need to do. All right. Congratulations. How did we get here? All right. Before we wrap things up, I want to thank David Crowder for joining us. His latest album, Milk and Cookies, is available now. Great way to set the... I don't know if you li- I don't listen to holiday music or Christmas music this early, but maybe you do. You can be an early adopter. I'm going to listen to it in a couple of weeks. Um, hey, like I said, make sure to check out uh, the article we have about the Guardians of the Galaxy movie being shot at his house. We have a video tour and more over at relevantmagazine.com. It's, it's pretty cool. 
Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our fall digital issue. We have conversations with MIA, the cast of the Rings of Power, Sterling K. Brown, Regina Hall, and a lot more. Um, if you're a Relevant Plus subscriber, you get the ad-free, beautifully designed, enhanced edition of the magazine. Make sure to check that out in your account dashboard. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our daily content covering the intersection of faith, life, and culture. And make sure to head over to our faith section where we publish Deeper Walk every day, our morning devotional. It's a great way to start your morning. It's right there in the faith section. And you can sign up for an email to have the day's devotional sent to your inbox. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Derek Miner. <laughs> See you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. We got to figure something out with the paper straw situation, okay? Relevant Podcast Network. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.